Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Now, it's a little bit different in West Texas than it is here. Because out here, unless you're in the trees or something, it's pretty wide open. You go to the Long X Ranch, and unless you get to the backside where there's some yucca, there's nothing to go around. You just... Go wherever the cow goes. Well, in West Texas, West Texas, it's not like that because there's big mesquite everywhere. So it's a lot harder. And so I, whenever I was down there, I, I did it the old cowboy way of, of tying on. Okay, That way you could maneuver your horse with two hands if you wanted to. And, and when, once you're latched on, you're latched on for better or for worse. Okay, For better or for worse. So anyway, we get out there and I, and I close in on the cow because she's slower and I'm not that good. I'm speeding out across there at, at, at like Mach... 18 miles an hour because I was on an old horse and I reach out there and I rope this big old cow pull the slack kind of hold it up ready to get tight we reach tight and it pulls on that old horse a little bit harder than he was used to and that old horse busted wide into now if you have you ever heard a horse honk when he bucks and that's what he was doing and the cow was trying to go this way. My horse was trying to go this way. And we was having like this tug of war. And then we got wrapped up in this mesquite tree. Now remember, I'm tied on both ends. Ropes across here. We are in a wreck because the cow has now gone around the mesquite tree. And it's a wreck, right? And my horse is still bucking. And the guy that I was with, he said, cut the rope. I said, it's the only thing keeping me on. Because it was like right across here. Because I'd have got bucked off. And it's a serious offense to get bucked off in West Texas. Because everything... Uh, bites, pokes, stings, or venomous, or you, you don't want to hit the ground, okay? You don't want to hit the ground. In Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, you, don't have, you can turn there if you want to. I'm just going to read you a verse, and then we're going to go over to 1 Corinthians. In Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, Jeremiah talks about those old cowboy ways. He says, and this is in the simplified cowboy version, this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old cowboy ways and do them. Ride down this trail, and you will find rest for your soul. Let me read that again. This is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old cowboy ways and do them. Ride down this trail, and you will find rest for your souls. Are you at a crossroads today? Are you at a crossroads where you stop and you look around? The Bible says ask for the old cowboy ways or, or or maybe we should say like maybe the new living translation of the new international version says ask for the old ways the ancient paths and follow them the old cowboy ways me and ty th th this verse has been on my heart for about two weeks now and me and ty were talking about those old cowboy ways you know anymore and, and there's no criticism there's no criticism at all but you know the, the four-wheeler or the UTV is taking the place uh, of, the, uh, of the horse. You know, I mean, th there's still some ranches around that, you know, that, that trot out to where they're going to gather. You don't load your horses in a trailer. You leave from headquarters and, and, and you go. Um, on the Rocker B Ranch where I came from, kind of grew up whenever I was in high school on the Rocker B Ranch. My dad was a cowboy out there. And, and the cattle foreman... Uh, Jim Ed Basham was out there since like the late 40s or early 50s. And he told of the time when they deliver salt blocks 
with a mule-drawn wagon, and they would also, if they were gathering or shipping or working cows on the other side of the ranch, that he would have to get up at like 2 or 2.30 in the morning, saddle a horse, halter another one, trot and lope for three to sometimes four hours to make it to the right pasture by daylight, tie the horse up he'd been riding, switch his saddle to the horse he'd been leading, work all day on that one. After the day was over, he'd go unsaddle his horse, put it back on the one from that morning, cinch up, and have another three or four hour ride home. Now, he said that was just whenever it was a long time. He said, but any time, it was, it was never less than about 30 minutes to an hour and a half or two hours ride during those times. The old cowboy ways. This is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around and ask for the old cowboy ways and do them. Ride down this trail and you will find rest for your souls. You know, I've got a question for you. In this Western culture that, that all of us are either in or, or around, I mean, even right now, you know, we're in, we're in cowboy country. We're in beef cattle country. And um, a, a lot of people I talk to have the, the mentality or the sentiment that they were just, you know, they were born like 100 years too late. Some of you youngsters might have to change that and say you were born like me like 150 years too late. You know, those of us that are like, you know, less than like 25, we're going to have to change that to like 150 years too late. Some of you were alive back then. I, I can see you. But uh, some of you was born then, but, but we weren't. But you know, that, that mentality of we're, we're in such a society of, of comfort and, and, uh, and everything's easy. I mean, we just, we just push buttons now and our dishwashers have a button and our washing machines, you ain't got to go down to the river and scrub anymore. You just push a button. Our, our lives are just so easy. But there's something to be said about those old ways uh, of doing something. Uh, the other day, I, uh, I, I, I don't have a fence at the, at the house on the Long X Ranch. And, and I, got, I got two little cow dogs. Most people have never seen a chihuahua and a weenie dog cow dogs, but those, they're, they're cow dogs. And, and I don't want them getting run over, so I bought one of those underground fences, you know, that'll, that'll it's like a hot shot. And, and I, I'm trying to figure out a way to get it in Griffin's shoe without him knowing. But anyway, hadn't accomplished that yet. But uh, so I didn't want to dig a ditch all the way around the deal. So I hooked up to, the, to this little plow deal and I was going around and Ty called me lazy. Well, yesterday I got out there and I dug, it, it didn't work real well. So I had to dig it by hand. And, you know, I've been, you know, I don't want to get out there and dig a ditch, you know, like a thousand feet with hand, you know, by hand. But I did it. And, you know, I was pouring sweat, and it was a beautiful day. And there's just something about those old ways of doing something with your hands by the sweat of your brow. And Paul talks about being born a hundred years too late. Now, he doesn't say that. In your Bibles, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 8, he says, I was like a man born out of time. But isn't that what he means? Like, he just feels like, like, like you should have been born a long time ago. 1 Corinthians 15, 8. Uh, in the Simplified Cowboy version, Paul says, Last and least of all, Jesus showed himself to me. I felt like a cowboy that had been born a hundred years too late, but had been given the chance to ride in the old ways. To ride in the old ways. Now, you'll, a lot of times, uh, uh, Christianity has, has kind of turned into 
uh, something different than I think it was originally intended. But even way back then, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 1, um, I, 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 I've, I've read... I've read what? I did this first service too. What's the past tense of read? Read? Readed? Had readed? I had readed. Readed. Yeah, I read it. That's it. I read it. I've been in that chapter a lot. And, and until I did it in the simplified cowboy version, I just never really, I think, got down to the meat and taters part of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. But starting in verse 1, Paul says, now, boys, y'all don't go to forgetting what I told y'all about the good news. I know y'all have tied hard and fast to this message, and it changed your lives. This good news that I gave you is the only way that you'll be saved. Now, now Paul didn't sit down and go, all right, I'm going to write a letter to the church in Corinth, chapter 1, verse 1. Okay, he's writing a letter, okay, but we, we, so things were easy to find. Some people smarter than I was went through there and made it into like chapters and verses so that everybody could find the same thing uh, quickly and easily. But Paul has written 14 chapters, and then he starts in and he says, Now, boys, y'all don't go to forgetting what I told y'all about the good news. I know y'all have tied hard and fast to this message, and it changed your lives, this good news that I gave you is the only way you'll be saved. He says, be tied hard and fast. Be strong in the faith, some Bibles say. And I'm not saying that, that we have the, that those that dally are, are somehow wrong. Okay, there's a time for dallying and there's a time to be tied on. But too often, we get those swapped. We ought to be tied on to the good news of Jesus Christ and never turn loose of it. It don't matter if we get wrapped up in a mosquito. It don't matter if your horse is trying to throw you off. It don't matter what's happening. We should be tied on hard. But a lot of times what we do is we're tied on hard whenever things are hard. But then whenever things good, we forget we just pop our dallies and go. Now, Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has its own worries. We should be dallied to that. Now, there's some things that we got to take care of, and, uh, you know, there are going to be some things that you worry about. But Jesus says, don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. We should, that, that's whenever we should just pop our dallies and let them go. But too often, men, to that fear and that worry and, and all of the negative stuff, man, we just stack dallies until we run out of 60 foot of rope and we got it right up there against our leg, snubbed up. We should be doing that with the gospel and all of this other stuff, man. We just should pop our dallies and let go. Now, boys, y'all don't go to forgetting what I've told you about the good news. I know y'all tied hard and fast to this message, and it has changed your lives. This good news that I gave you is the only way that you'll be saved. Now, what, what is he talking about the good news? I'm going to try to give you a summary of what that good news is because actually it, it's, it's really kind of simple, but, but the magnitude of it is, is infinite, okay? Here it is right here. God, God's word was made flesh. His promise was made flesh, and God called him this flesh, his son. This son was both fully God and fully human and lived a perfect life. Now, when I say he lived a perfect life, I am not saying that Jesus probably fell down once trying to learn to walk. Okay? He was not six months old and go, Ooh, you know, like, like those little memes and stuff on, on Facebook do. Okay? That didn't happen. But falling down isn't a sin. He lived a sinless life. That's what we mean by perfection. And then 
in a cosmic deal that God had planned before he created us, he did something amazing. He took his son's perfection and he took our sinfulness and he swapped them. Because the wages of sin is death. You look back to Adam and Eve when, they, when, when sin first entered the garden. They were naked and they hid from God. And they said, God's looking for them. They said, we were naked and afraid. And they covered themselves with fig leaves. But what did God do? God made them skins out of animals. Because the fig leaf wasn't good enough. Because the wages of sin is death. God killed a couple of animals and made them clothes to cover their sin. That's the only thing. The wages of sin is death. If there's a sin, something has to die. And in the, in the, in the grace and mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, it quit being animals, and it started, and for once and for all, it was the Son of God himself, the only perfect thing that has ever been, and he died in our place. Now, most of you probably heard that. Maybe some of you is like, yeah, yeah, I've heard that. But then something amazing happened after he died in our place. Three days later, God brought him back from the dead. He raised himself up because he was God. He was raised from the dead so that we could be raised from the dead also. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 16, the Apostle Paul says this. Let me repeat. Now, before, before I go on, you have to understand, I, I was going to do something different for Easter I was going to read a story and, and, and all of this stuff. It's a great little illustration and blah, blah, blah. But I, I thought, you know what? No, I, I'm going to do what God told me to do, and I'm going to preach, and I'm going to teach. And, and, and really, Easter Sunday shouldn't be anything different because we ought to be talking about Jesus and his death and his burial and his resurrection every single Sunday because it's what our faith hinges on. And Paul talks about that starting in verse 16. He says, let me repeat. If those cowboys who die aren't going to be raised up, meaning brought back to life, then Jesus wasn't raised up either. And if Jesus is still dead, then so is our faith. If Jesus is still dead, then we are still guilty of our sins and will pay for them in full. All those cowboys who rode for Christ would be lost if he wasn't alive today. And if we all get for riding, if all we get for riding for the brand is a little bit of inspiration in life, then we are a sorry lot. And isn't that what kind of Christianity has turned into today? Is It's like, oh, you know, just follow God and you'll be successful. You'll be happy and you'll be inspired and you'll be successful and you'll be happy and you'll be inspired. And, and, and I don't really think that that's what Christianity was about because Paul says right here, if all we get for writing for the brand, if there's no resurrection of the dead, if all we get for writing for the brand is a little bit of inspiration in this life, then we are a sorry lot. We are a sorry lot. What happened? How, how did we come so far from believing in Jesus that he was the son of God, that he lived a perfect life, that he came to do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves? Because here's the thing. Jesus didn't come to make you happy. He came to make you holy. Jesus didn't come to make you happy. He came to make you holy. Another thing, that, a quote that I'd heard a long time ago that, that you've heard me say is, Jesus didn't come to, ba to make bad men good. He came to make dead men alive. Okay, now I'm going to say this in the first service, or second service, like I said in the first service. I'm not leaving women out when I say he came to make dead men alive, okay? If I can be part of the bride of Christ and be happy about that, y'all can be part of mankind. 
Capiche? Once and for all. Thank you, the two people that don't want to slay me. That's why I don't say cowboys and cowgirls. Okay, we're all in this together. I'm not politically correct. All right? But Jesus didn't come to make you into a nice guy. He didn't come to make you into a nice girl. He came to raise the dead back to life in this one and the next. And that is the good news. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Where are you at? Seriously. Let's just, for, for one second, all fun and games aside, I want you to stop at the crossroads and look around. Where are you at in your life? Because here's the deal. There's only one way to heaven, and it's through Jesus Christ. And there's another way, and you don't want to go down that. And, and it ain't about following rules, okay? Jesus said, man, I cleared a trail that leads all the way to heaven. Y'all should come on. And then there's this trail over here that the devil carved out leading to hell. And he says, y'all, come on. Everything in your life is that choice of standing at the crossroads. Which trail are you going down? Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the old cowboy ways and do them. Ride down this trail and you will find rest for your souls. We can't do what Jesus did. We'll never be perfect, but we can follow the trail he laid out. He says, man, just follow me. Believe in me in what I've done. And if I go this way, you go this way. If I go that way, you go that way because that's where the trail goes. If you get off the trail and get out into the coolies and the ditches and the brush, that ain't, that ain't nobody's fault but your own. Jesus didn't come to make bad men good. He came to make dead men alive. Which one are you? And finally, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 has 58 verses. 58 verses. And this is what Paul says at the end. He says, so cowboys, <laughs> sit tall in the saddle. So cowboys, he's summarizing. How, how do we do all of this that we're talking about? So, cowboys, sit tall in the saddle. Don't ever quit riding for the brand. Remember, your work down here makes a difference. Three things right there. Sit tall in the saddle. I'm glad you're watching online today. I'm glad that the people will be listening to this on the radio. And I am forever thankful that each and every single one of you are here today, whether it was your idea, your mama talked you into it, or your grandma said, I don't care what you wanted to do, you're going with me to church today. I've been there. I've been there. And I don't care why you're here because I know the real reasons because God's called you to ride for his brand. And I want you to put a little iron in your backbone and I want you to start riding for the brand. I want you to sit tall in the saddle and be proud of who you are. Be proud that you, and I don't mean pride in a bad way. I mean, be proud that Jesus died for you, to be thankful. I don't want you to be one of these Christians that plays both sides of the fence all the time. Sit tall in the saddle. Don't ever quit riding for the brand. You know, uh, everybody's seen uh, the Monty Walsh. I, I like the Tom Selleck version better, but that, that's just my opinion. But in, in that, he's talking to, to, to another cowboy, and the cowboy's like, man, the cowboy way of life is dying. It's dead. It's gone. And Monty looks at him and said, it ain't dead, as long as there's one cowboy taking care of one cow. Well, Christianity ain't dying either, do regardless of what CNN and ABC and NBC and STUPID says. <laughs> Christianity ain't dead as long as there's one cowboy, one cowgirl still following Jesus Christ. Will that be you? I pray it is. Because, see, your work down here makes a difference. Not too long, well, it's been a couple of years ago, we were out at Robert McLean's, and it was me and, and Jay Sangus and, and Jeremy and Robert, and, and 
I don't remember who else was there. Ty might have even been there. And anyway, I missed seven calves in a row. We, 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 we had missed tagging some calves, and it was right before the branding that we were getting ready to do. And so we were going out there, and, and, and we were going through all of his cows looking for these calves that, that didn't have a tag in them. And uh, I was pretty good at spotting them. I just wasn't very good at roping them. And I had, I mean, ever, you know, we, we got them all kind of road-eared up in the middle, and we're right, we took turns riding through there, and, and I threw like five or six loops in a row that if grass would have had horns, I'd have caught it, I, you know, I'd hit them in the side, nearly roped another cow, it wasn't even a calf, roped my horse, roped myself, I mean, it was just one of those days, okay? It was one of those days, and finally they kind of started spreading out, and we were down to one calf that needed to be tagged. And we got over there by this pond, or a dirt tank if you're from Texas, and, and, it, and, and, I, and I chased it into the tank trying to rope it, and it, went, it had done this a couple of times, and I threw my rope out there, and it landed right in front of it, and it like looked at it like, really? <laughs> so I'm gathering up my slack, and it starts following the rope. I'm like, hey! So I start reeling faster. I was like, not bass fishing, I was calf fishing, right? <laughs> reeling it in, and it got there, and I built this really fast loop, and he went right past my horse, and I turned to Budhead. And, okay, so my horse is named Budhead because, not because he acts bad. He does act bad sometimes. But he's really good-looking horse except for his butt and his head. <laughs> right between the shoulders, man. He's gorgeous. And so, anyway, I wheeled Budhead around, and he's big old tall, kind of lanky thing. And, and we thundered up the side of this dirt tank, this pond. And, I mean, I am gaining fast because we're going uphill. And we get to the top, and, I mean, you, you kind of know as a cowboy, this is the throw. It's not going to get better than this. And I'm on this throw, fixing to release, and we get to the top, and there's a yucca bush about like this. The calf goes over it. We're right behind, and me and Budhead are going uphill, and we go over the yucca bush, and I wasn't going to have a better shot. And I threw anyway, and it fell right over the calf's head, and not a single person saw it. <laughs> not one person. Your work down here matters. Listen, most of the good stuff you do, most of, your, most of your faith, your trials, your tribulations, everything, most people are not going to know, but God never wastes anything. It makes a difference. If you're looking for fame and fortune, man, you're kind of barking up the wrong tree. Do what you know you should do. Be faithful. Sit tall in the saddle. Ride for the brand. And most people ain't going to know. They're not going to come pat you on the back, man. Good job, good job. Most of the time, they'll never even know. But God will. Will you on that day? Because all of us, I don't care what you believe, you will stand in front of God Almighty to answer for the things that you've done in the life you lived. And there's going to be one question. Did you believe in Jesus Christ? When you stand in front of God on the day, of, well, actually the moment after you die, will he say, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, cowboy. Get on in here. Or will he say, hang, hang on, who are you? Jesus said, on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't I do this and didn't I do that? And I'll say, get away from me, for I knew you not. Which road are you going to travel? Stand at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old cowboy ways and do them. This Christianity deal, there, there's no ATV. There's no air conditioning. It's the old ways of faith, of perseverance of overcoming trials and tribulations, of prayer, of riding for God, of being a neighbor, loving each other. Those are the old cowboy ways. Ask for the old cowboy ways and do them. Ride down this trail and you will find rest for your soul because I know you've been going through hard times. I know 
I may not know the exact reasons, but I can see it in your eyes. I can feel it. A lot of you have been hiding it real well. But don't you want rest for your soul? And there's only one way to find it, and that's to stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old cowboy ways and do them. Ride down this trail and you will find rest for your souls. Not very long before the immaculate calf catch, we were out on, out on the bijou, going to brand for a guy, and it was uh, two separate groups went out, and it was me and the, all the Gardner family, and I think there might have been a couple of more, and, and, and Tiffany, Angus, and we went out because we seen some cattle way, way over there, and we were short a few, so we went over there to check, and it was the neighbor's cows standing about six inches on the other side of the fence, so we rode like two miles to check cows that weren't ours. And we were just riding along, minding our own business. Great day to be a cowboy. And all of a sudden, for the first time in my life, I'd never experienced it before, both of our horses disappeared. Just fell out from under us, not bucking, nothing. They just disappeared. And if you come back next week, I'll tell you what happened. Have you ever dreamed of being a cowboy? Do you long to ride for the brand? If you're one of those rare individuals, then we at Save the Cowboy have something just for you. We believe that you are capable of more than you ever imagined. We are offering you the chance to ride for the Lord and save the Cowboys Long X Ranch. We can show you how to be stronger, go further, and ride harder than you ever thought possible. And you know what? We just happen to have a spot for a cowboy. You ready to saddle up? A Long X Ranch cowboy is a person wanting to take their relationship with God to the next level. Our cowboys strive to live a life worthy of their calling and help save the cowboy gather the lost and bring back those that have strayed away. Are you ready to take the outside? If so, go to SaveTheCowboy.com and sign up today. We'll be waiting on you.